You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. A reminder that I'll be joined every single Monday live on TalkSport 2 by Gareth A. Davis to dissect all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. 2021 is set to be a huge year for boxing, both in the UK and abroad, and we'll have you covered every single step of the way. If you can't join us live, make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel to ensure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, you can also check out some of the other great boxing programming, the likes of Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and the boy from Brownsville, the Mike Tyson story. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is obviously the show for you. Fight Night Extra, where myself... Andy Oladipo and the great Gareth A. Davis will be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're discussing Saturday's fight camp. Lee Woods stealing the show after Conor Ben was forced to withdraw. Featherweight Jazza Dickens joins us as well ahead of his world title fight with Kid Galahad this Saturday. We'll also hear from Luke Campbell after his shock decision, I think it's fair to say, to retire last week. And we'll have the latest from the Olympics where it's been a successful games so far for Team GB. Gareth's going to update us about Bellator on the weekend. AG, AJ McKee being the main man right now, I think it's fair to say over there. Uh, this is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. You're getting... Returns to Matchroom HQ with three weekends of big fights. And now let's take a look ahead to the second weekend of matches in partnership with The Zone. Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2 with The Zone, exclusive broadcaster of Matchroom's Fight Camp 2, featuring Kid Galahad versus Jazza Dickens. The Zone, game changed. 
I want to apologise to our next guest, Jazza Dickens, who's been kind enough to join us. That little package had nothing to do with me. That was ages ago that Kid Galahad lost back in, what, 2000? What was it? 2013. Uh, Jazz has obviously done some fantastic stuff since then, um, notably beating Lee Wood, who's now a world champion. Um, Jazza is kind enough to join us now. Jazza, um, firstly, how are you? Um, how's preparation been? And I know you can't wait to get in a ring against Kid Galahad on the weekend. I am on top of the world, mate. This is um, fight week here for the, um, the last week in training. You've, you've got so much energy because you stopped training. You've been training for so long. And you get like a, you get so much energy. You get your energy back and you're just ready to fight. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go down there later on and um, settle in, get 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 understanding of um, where I'm at, and then, and then we go to war on Saturday. You know when you um, when you look back at, at that loss and you, um, look, you must have watched it. Obviously, a lot's changed since that 2014 defeat to Kid Galahad. Uh, where do you think you've improved, and, and where do you think he's improved since then as well? That was obviously British level. You both now are definitely world level. Where do you think the improvements have been made? Yeah, well, I've, I watched it once. I watched it once because I had to, and I knew inside me that you've got to you've got to see you've got to face it. Do you know what I mean? So I watched it once. That was back in 2013. I haven't watched it since. Um, I haven't watched him since probably 2014. I, I don't focus on anybody else apart from myself. I know I've improved a lot. I've done a lot of learning. That night when he won, he got the glory and I got the lessons. So mm. I feel like it's been a long, hard road, but I'm back here on top. I always knew that we wouldn't fight unless it was for a world title. And if I couldn't have made this this happen any better than it is right now. So to be fighting for the world title is perfect for me. Do you also feel that, you know, given what happened at the weekend... Jazza, that, that Lee Wood winning a title kind of just gives you a little kind of mental impetus as well. Not really, Gareth, because like that, that would be me taking credit for what Lee Wood done. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that Lee Wood done absolutely amazing. Um, I think he's done fantastic. I, I, I've become a little bit of a Lee Wood fan. I've been watching him on, um, on all interviews and stuff since and I thought, you know what, I really like this fella. <laughs> but, but when we fought last, last year, I didn't. So, like, um, it goes to show, didn't it? I just just appreciate what he's done. And, uh, yeah, I've got a lot more respect for him now. Like, he's with good people as well. He's in good company, good manager, good good promoter, good coach. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy for them all. And what about the relationship between you and Kid Galahad, then? I mean, are we going to have a kind of testy week? Um, because, you know, there's so much at stake here. And, you know, you meet. That was for the British title eight years ago. This is for a world title now. You know, you're both wizened, experienced professionals now. Could we see a little bit of uh, animosity this week in the build-up? And because it's going to be a very interesting fight, isn't it? Yeah, well, like you say, that we are both professionals. You're probably less likely to see animosity in the build-up because we are professionals. You know what I mean? Back then, I was crazy. Um, I wanted to fight them every time I seen them back then. Um, but now I, I can um, just focus on. Fact that I'm not gonna fight today, I'm not gonna fight tomorrow, the day after. They're not gonna I'm gonna be fighting, I'm gonna be fighting on Saturday, so I can relax and enjoy enjoy the whole experience because they don't come very often. You put so much hard work in and you get to this peak, and sometimes you forget to enjoy it all. You know, can I ask um, Jezza about sort of the featherweight division now? Obviously, it's come to you look at it, it's kind of stacked in this country. Like for me, Lee Wood's a world champion just because Leo Santa Cruz hasn't defended that belt for a couple and a half years, so I think the WBA should do the right thing and upgrade him. You're fighting Kid 
for a world title. You've got Lara versus Warrington coming up. You've got Jordan Gill, who I saw at, um, at fight camp on Saturday, wanting to get involved as well. All of a sudden, there are big fights, right? The winner goes on to something big here. Yeah, of course. It, that, that's like a unification minimum, I, I would say. Mm. Um, but also massive fights. Leo Santa Cruz, as you say, he's still in the division. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, why not fight him? He needs to come back fight on He's looking for somebody. So um, he may be becoming, looking for a fresh champion. Somebody's not too seasoned, like like Javante Davis. So he's still in the, the division. There's fights there with Josh Warrington. As you say, even Lara, he's, um, he, he's there f- for us to, to fight too. So just... There's so much opportunity out there. Are you excited to be fighting at Fight Camp? Obviously, you probably watched the first one at home on the TV. Fans there. It's almost a carnival-type atmosphere. Uh, what, three, 400 that they're talking about being there on Saturday. Does that excite you? Yeah, not half. When I, when I watched it last year, it was amazing. I was inspired by Cheeseman, Egerton fights and Sasha Jonas Harper. They were brilliant fights. Um, just to be in that occasion fighting in front of people this time it, it's a blessing but no let's not get too carried away a ring's a ring and mm. I've fought in places where there's 12 people and I've fought in places where there's on Ricky Atten the cards so it, it, a ring is a ring and I won't get carried away it's in Eddie's garden maybe it's great for Eddie but it's not in my garden so I'm not too excited about where it is the ring. so I will I'll make sure I enjoy working with matching because they are a top company and um, I can't let that opportunity pass it. It's a great relationship building for me as well to go on in the future and to, um, to win this, this belt and um, meet new people. I can um, develop relationships to move forward in the future and have big title fight unifications. Jazza, I'm talking about a ring's a ring. Do you remember years ago when we spoke about you kind of making a ring out of plastic bags above a derelict shop to train? Do you remember that all those years ago? Yeah, anywhere I go, I always have a gym with me. I have to have a gym. But um, that was my circumstances at the time. So, yeah, I think things are better now, but I don't let go of that drive where I had growing up and this situation and circumstances where I come from. They will push me. And just me being here right now is true belief for anyone thinking that um, it's not, not possible, that it is possible for me to be in this t- situation will um, hopefully inspire a lot of people. I don't want to let go of the past because if I do, people get this um, understanding that I'm. Um, somebody that they're not. I was in the same boat as a lot of young kids coming through now who think that they can't do it. So, I, I think it's a fascinating story, uh, Jazar. I really do. And I think people need to understand your story a bit more. I mean, how you've sort of rebuilt yourself from the Rigondo uh, defeat back in, what, 2016 and then the fight against Thomas Patrick Ward. And you've almost had to start again, right? You go to the small hall shows and, you know, those little, you know, the small dingies. You've gone to those. And the fact that you're going to be fighting for a world title now on the zone fight camp from where you've come from in the last four or five years, I think it's remarkable. I think we might have lost Jazza there. Is I he think still we there? might have lost Jazza, but he has. But I remember, Addy, I remember him telling me that story mm. about, you know, not having a gym at the time and making, he made a whole ring out of tying plastic bags together and kind of creating a place for himself above a derelict shop and always training, always finding a way. I like about Jazza Dickens, and that's why, as I said at the top of the show, you cannot write him off on Saturday night is that he is a survivor. He's someone that will adopt and adapt. Mm. Um, and he's done that in his career, like as you rightly mentioned just then, through those, through kind of a difficult, slightly difficult period in his career. You know, he's still managed to come through. And I think he's, what is he like, 
I think he's like eight on the bounce now. Yeah. Seven on the bounce. And like you say, the, the two losses in a row to Guillermo Rigondeau, no shame in that at all. Um, it's Rigondeau, jack-in-the-box fighter, world-class Cuban for weight, brilliant, brilliant fighter. Um, and then Thomas Patrick Ward, you know, where he, you know, he, he lost a technical decision on that. But you, you go back through his career and, you know, you could see he had something in him when he agreed to fight Kid Galahad, you know, when they were like 16, 17 fights into their career. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. And as he rightly pointed out there, it's possible that they will be totally respectful with each other all week without any shenanigans. But I, I can imagine Kid Galahad is going to want to get into Jazza and wind him up a little bit because he's, you know, he does do that. So um, I'm expecting a really brilliant fight on Saturday night. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned and you asked him that question about, obviously it's going to be respectful. There's going to be a bit of spite, isn't there? I mean, you've got Sheffield versus Liverpool here. There's always going to be that yeah, kind of, of that. derby. But yeah, Kid Galahad is definitely going to be on the wind-up. I just, I just don't expect him just to, to play it humble. I think he's going to, you know, the first press conference, the way and the stare downs, I think they, he's yep. going to try and get in uh, Jazz's face as much as he can. And I think, obviously, this is the Jazza now that's a lot more older, a lot more experienced. I think he's ready for it. I really do. I was speaking to Tony Bellew about this on-fight camp, and Tony's very, very high on Jazz. And he says, look, he's seen the improvements in the last four or five fights, and I think he's ready, or he at least thinks, and I think we've got Jazza back now. Tony thinks that this is yours for the taking. Obviously, it's going to be tough, and I guess Tony's going to say that, being from your neck of the woods, but he thinks you've got a great chance in this one. Yeah, lads, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my phone overheated because it was in the sun in the window. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> going back, going back, back. Tony, Tony's got to say that really, hasn't he? Because he's my manager, he's gonna back back his own. But um, yeah, I have got it. Do you know what I mean? I am so confident I wouldn't have took the fight because let's not forget I had options before I took this fight. So yeah, this was the fight that I wanted, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Jazza, when do you go into fight camp? Are you going into the hotel tonight or tomorrow? I think I'll go up tonight, maybe because I can rest then. I'd rather get up. To, I'd rather go up tonight than um, getting up at six AM to travel. You know what I mean? So I go up there tonight. Is that strange as well? Like all the fighters together in the hotel, all the trainers, all the managers, you're going to bump into each other in the hotel, no doubt about it. Is that a strange situation for you? It's a bit, bit of a mad one for me because I've been fighting in the Golden Contact Tournament for the last year and a half. So um, that was the situation there and then. It was eight fighters. We were all in the same hotel. So it's become it's become the way for me. Do you know what I mean? So this, this it's become normality because I don't really remember now my last few good wins, a situation where it hasn't been the case. Gazza, you've won sort of British titles. You've won, uh, you know, WBO European featherweight titles, IBF international featherweight titles. What all men in a world? What will win? What all winning a world title mean for you come Saturday? Everything to me. Um, it's my childhood dream. It's been an eighteen-year process to get to this to get to this place. Um, you mentioned before before the camera went off. It was hard rebuilding after losing for the world title. In my mind, I'd already won the world title going into that fight, and I got stopped with a broken jaw and I come out with a um, six-month layoff. Then I lost again. I didn't get a win for two years. It's been four years since that. And to get back in this position. So it's been a long road. I've given all my life, everything that I've ever, ever, like, I didn't have a childhood. I didn't have a childhood for this. Don't I mean, I didn't have anything in life. I just give everything for this. So it'll mean everything to me because I've given everything for it. 
Well, you're, you know, you're fully fledged now as a pro. And I, um, to go back to Addy's question at the beginning, Jezza, um, eight years on, when you, when you fight someone again, you've already shared 30 minutes with them in a ring. Does it become a chess game for you now? Um, like you said, you, you were wild when you were younger. Does this become a chess game? And does it come down to game plan? Is that why Tony Bellew is so confident? Is, is, or, or, or is it just going to be... Who, who wins the collision, you know? I don't believe in game plans, funny enough. Um, I understand why people implement a plan, but a plan, a game plan. When you lose a fight, the game plan was crap. When you win a fight, the game plan was great. People don't even go in the fights with them sometimes. Some people some people go in the fight win by knockout with one lucky punch, and then the game plan was amazing. Do you know what I mean? A plan for me, is hitting him, not getting hit and winning the fight. That's my game plan, always. I've always got the same game plan, but you've got to be diverse sometimes. You've got to be willing to adapt. So maybe maybe adapting, being able to, to adapt on call, that will be my game plan. Jazza, good luck on the weekend. I'll be at fight camp. Uh, me and Tony will be sitting down and speaking to you. So uh, good luck. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic night. Fantastic fight as well. Um, may the best man win. I'm kind of firmly in the middle because I know you both firmly in the middle. Good luck to both you and kids. Should be a great one. All right, that was a look ahead to all the upcoming action with the return of Fight Camp. And you can watch it this weekend exclusively on The Zone Game Changed. Campbell is the Olympic bantamweight champion. I'm not sure he's going to make it this time. He's trying so hard. It's all over. Knocked out in four rounds. Biggest win of Luke Campbell's career. And Derry Matthews couldn't drag himself up. Bombs away for Luke Campbell. And that's the end of the fight. An outstanding performance by the gold medalist. Good afternoon, this is Final Extra. Myself, Adi Oladipa, and the great Gareth A. Davis. A surprise, I think it was, that Luke Campbell announced his retirement. Obviously, won Olympic gold at London 2012. The whole FC fighter. So the whole fighter, apologies, retires age 33 with 20 professional wins and four losses. He did fall short of becoming a world champion on two agonising occasions against Jorge Linares. A fight, by the way, a 41 split decision loss. And obviously, the great Vasily Lomachenko. He did speak with TalkSport about his decision to hang up the gloves. It hasn't been an easy decision. It's something I've been sitting on now for the past six months. And, you know, there's been sleepless nights, going to bed, you know, crying and mm. not being in a good place. But I, I'm, I'm finally I'm finally past that now and I'm, I'm content with my decision. And I certainly think it's it's the right move for me. So how long ago did you have those, you know, sort of inklings that you might think about? Because it doesn't just come on... Uh, overnight, does it? You have you have these little thoughts over a period of time. Yeah, I got back from my last fight in January, and it was probably mid-January. It it felt like felt like someone had just flipped a switch. You know, every every time after a fight, I'm a week after I'm back in the gym, constantly training, and it just felt like the the switch was turned off. And 
from then it's just I've just been going through the process of it all for the past few months. What is your proudest moment then in your box? Is it that gold medal at the at the 2012 Games? or, or Oh, 100%. For, for me, that's my boxing dream. Yeah. My boxing dream was to be an Olympic champion. I didn't have anything past that. For me, it was all to be an Olympic champion. I didn't have any expectations or goals or desires or passion for anything after that. It was only when I achieved that and that was done, then I started looking for other goals and achievements I wanted to collect. And then I went into the professional side. But for me, the professional side was just a bonus, really, because I'd already achieved my my dream of being an Olympic champion. Yeah, one of um, Britain's greatest ever um, amateur boxers. And look very unlucky as well in these two world title fights. I mean, you're fighting a peak Loma and you're fighting a Jorge Linares that's very, very sharp and very, very durable as well. That's not that's not going to be easy. There are easier fights to have to win world titles and he certainly didn't have it. Uh, Gareth, um, look, he does call it quits after the, the Ryan Garcia defeat. I think that was back in January or, or February. Um, were you surprised with the news or did you kind of expect it to happen? Again, 33 not much damage, but he did speak about the fact that he's been away from his family for nearly 20 years. Obviously, this is a guy that's toured the world boxing, right, as an amateur. Um, right decision in the end? Yeah, I think so, because I think, you know, a lot of boxers just who are that level say, oh, I can maybe just have one or two more fights to win a world title I always wanted to win. Um, and then it, they go up a weight division like, Luke's maintained his, you know, he was a bantamweight uh, Olympic champion. I mean, yeah. extraordinary. He's a tall fella. He's 5'11", 5'11 and a half. Um, you know, and he could have gone up to like welterweight and said, oh, let's, you know, let's see, let's see how I got 140 pounds. Um, look, um, he fought a guy who is a modern great in Vasyl Lomachenko and put up a great fight. It was mm. a tremendous night at the O2 Arena that night and it was a great promotion. He's probably fought one of the kids in Ryan Garcia who is going to be a real star of this era. Um, he's the golden goose of the lightweight division right now. Yeah. And put him down on his backside for the first time in his career. He's the most decorated amateur on record um, with with everything he's achieved, um, you know, you can run through it. I mean, he's 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 had an incredible career. You know, um, you know, he got a silver at the World Championships in Baku the year before the Amateur World Championships before uh, the year before the Olympics, and he was brilliant in the Olympics. He and and he's been great to be around. He's 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 a true professional, Addie. That's what I like about. Luke Campbell, and he's made a decision in a professional way. He's been setting up a gym in Hull. He's still got his gold phone box around the corner from St. St. Paul's uh, Boxing um, Club. And I don't know, I think he'll he'll be remembered uh, and treasured more now that he has stepped away, in my view. But like you say, he couldn't get up for an, another world title fight, and he's just made his decision. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he will be back, you know? No, you're right. I think, and I'm with you, you've got to know when is the right time. I mean, look, you would have followed and spoke to so many boxers that have stayed for one too many. And unfortunately, you, you, you can almost see the too consequences. Many. Yeah, too way too many, many right? Yeah, dude. And then too you see many. the consequences yeah. of them staying for too long as well. I, mean, I asked him the difficult question. I spoke to him, I think, on, on Thursday, and I said, what was your best performance as, as a professional? And I said, 
it was probably in a loss to Jorge Linares. And I felt bad saying that because, again, it's a fight I thought he, he could have won. It was close. And um, it was he, very he, close. He, he wasn't yeah. happy with me saying that. But you can understand, right? Because it was such a good fight. It was. Um, listen, he was knocked. There were, there were things around that fight as well. If you remember, he was down early in the fight. He fought back brilliantly in it. His father had just passed. Mm. So, you know, it was a difficult moment for him in September 2017. Um, you know, I, I, I think he avenged um, his defeat to Ivan Mendy earlier in his career. He kind of did everything right and was very marketable. And I think he just came up against two guys who he couldn't, undo he realized he wanted to be at that level and i think that's the thing about luke campbell he's so competitive he was such a brilliant amateur and being competitive rarely lost about that he realized that his time at that very very elite level was done and and wanted to be look he's headlined with jorge linares he's headlined with um basil lomachenko and he's headlined with ryan garcia and you know he's not going to get bigger nights than that yeah, and if it's not there in his body, and also by the way, you know he turned, but he, he had a long, long amateur career. Yeah. so he's been in it a very, very long time. You know, he turned pro at twenty six, mm. so he's been in it a long, long time. Yeah, you know? no, look, I'm with you. Look, um, absolutely fantastic amateur career and, and very, very good professional career as well. Uh, let, let's talk about the amateurs. Obviously, uh, Team GB sent out. Um, almost like an Avenger-like squad of 11 very, very good boxers. And in the end, we've come back with six guaranteed medals. I mean, that's that's an unbelievable performance and the best since 1920. And I think even back then, if I'm right in saying this, I think it was 19 boxers, but 14 were from GB anyway. So it was almost like a GB uh, Olympics back then. Um, congratulations to all that's medals. Even congratulations to those that didn't medal as well. I mean, everyone's put up fantastic performances. I saw Caroline Dubois put up on our Instagram page, sorry for letting anyone down. And I remember tweeted back saying, you didn't let anyone down. I mean, you were at the Olympics. And with the cycle the way it was, she could be there again in three years' time because she's so young. Whether or not she decides to turn pro is another thing, but she's got a great opportunity. But Pat McCormack, I watched his fight against the Cuban, the very, very good Cuban. Fraser Clark's in there. There are Whitakers into the final. I mean, well done to everyone at Team GB. Absolutely. Like you say, guaranteed six medals. I mean, I think I I put my stuck my neck out and said we're going to get seven uh, close, a couple of close. weeks ago, but 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 I you know I do hope we get some golds in this because mm. you know that with the track record of like say Luke Campbell who we we're just talking about Nicola Adams and Anthony Joshua in uh, in, in 2012 um, Nicola again in in 2016 um, you know I think we got we've got to bring a couple of golds home I. It's so it's so on a knife edge for these guys. They 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 train for for a massive sometimes ten year cycle in super heavyweight Fraser Clark's case, and and it really does come down to nine minutes. Mm. It, nine minutes on what it all hinges. But obviously he's guaranteed um, a bronze because he he's into the uh, into the semifinals. Um, but I've got a feeling about Fraser Clark and I, that he could be our next. Kind of exciting, emerging, heavy, and Ben Whitaker done brilliantly to get into the final. So um, you know, it's uh, it's it's really exciting that they've got this English Institute of Sport in Sheffield that's been set up now for thirteen years, and it's such a brilliant kind of advert for the way that amateurs can be professionals, basically, 
and you know and under Rob McCracken who's very very kind of like into the detail they've got you know if, if no one's if anyone's ever been in there they've got banks of um analysis um they've got a, an analysis center within there where they can take the boxers straight away after they've been sparring or boxing and show them you know themselves their footwork their movement you know a, a video bank of virtually every boxer in the world physios on hand psychologists their meals are prepared for them every time they go you know when they're mm. making weight in these kind of tournaments they it, you know everything is catered for and it's a it's a great advert for for british boxing it's created a conveyor belt of talent over the last few years so so long may that reign as well yeah, i've got to quickly ask you very quickly on this one about headgear in boxing um i'm not against it, it not being there anymore for the amateurs but the, the reason i kind of point it out is because obviously fraser clark's situation and what we've seen their heads rubbing together you've seen a lot more headbutts a lot more cuts as well like fraser clark good luck to him going into that semi sort of semi-final match but i mean he's cut on both sides and those were from headbutts, right? Head clashes. So a lot of people have said, okay, look, if headguards were there, that wouldn't have happened. That's, I guess that's the pro. I mean, look, the pro and cons of headguards, but I can understand why people are thinking bring it back because of things like cuts. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the boxers themselves have, have said that they prefer boxing without the headguards. Mm. Um, their, their awareness is greater, all of those kind of things, you know, you know, their peripheral awareness is greater. Yeah. They prefer the feel of it. Um, but like you say, the, these are the, the, the consequences of them not having head guards. And, but it's the same for both fighters. I mean, yeah. the headbutts were particularly dirty. Um, and, you know, like you say, what you don't want to see for Fraser Clark is him get cut uh, in this and get his bronze medal and not get into the, uh, mm. into the final. It's a very important. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com moment he's the captain of the team but i think i read quotes from him with him saying you know look this is boxing this happens these are tiny little cuts for me i've dealt with all of this kind of stuff before 
and that mentally he's putting it to one side. As only Fraser Clark can do. All right, you're listening to yeah. Fight Extra on TalkSport 2 in partnership with DAZN. Remember, exclusive broadcaster of Matram's Fight Camp. Free weekends of fights for just one ninety nine. DAZN game change. Next up, we'll be discussing a newest star in MMA and fights for Daniel Dubois and Tommy Fury stateside. <laughs> He's out. He's out. And it's official. It is all over. AJ McKee chokes out Brian Moore. Man, what a comeback. Where your gas tank out if the round goes on. It is all over. Just like that. Darian Caldwell submitted by AJ McKee. Good afternoon, you are listening to Fighter Extra here on TalkSport 2 in partnership with the Zone exclusive broadcaster of Matchroom's Fight Camp, the Zone Game Change. Uh, Gareth, you were at Bellator over the weekend. Uh, let's talk about AJ McKee, um, almost the new superstar, I think. You know, you know what it is about AJ McKee that I really like? Everything. <laughs> I like absolutely yeah. everything about him. I like him. I like the way he talks. Obviously, unbeaten. He can strike. He can grapple. He's got fantastic submission as well. And in the end, he's a million dollars richer for it. Absolutely. He's got massive ambition, hasn't he? Um, and great swag to go with it all. Um, and look, it was, I'd like you say, it was the coronation of a young prince, of a, of a new prince in MMA on Saturday night at the, the fabulous forum in, in Inglewood here in Los Angeles, where um, he'd talked the talk mm. uh, all the way up to this, all the way through the Bellator featherweight tournament. A brilliant featherweight tournament, 145 pounds. And he walked the walk all the way. I mean, he's, him and his father, Antonio, who grew up just down the road here from me in Long Beach, Compton, um, they'd always said he'd be too strong, too fast, too quick, too young for, for Joe Pitbull, who's defending his title for the seventh time. Um, and he really showed it with brilliant explosiveness. And for me, you know, um, the way he went about it, just technically fast and brilliant, head kick, punches, uh, celebrated when he thought the fight was over early, yeah. early yeah. and then went in for the guillotine choke and, and, uh, and submitted or choked um, uh, Pitbull out. I think what's, what's amazing about this kid is that they've projected this all the way along. And for me, he's kind of similar to the way John Jones fights or fought or came in early on, you know? Um, I love the name there's drop. Shapes there's about, you know, well, it, well, it's similar to John Jones. Like, he's not the biggest or most powerful striker in the world, um, but he's got so much self-belief in, in, in the different skill sets he's got. He's truly hybrid. Um, and you could see it. I thought there was pressure on Pitbull coming into this. Uh, Patricio Freire, you could see it on the night in his walk-in. He never got going in there. Um, and and I, I did predict that we may see AJ McKee and not be surprised that he's just a level beyond. And I think that's what we saw when John Jones first came in and he was beating Shogun and yeah. uh, Shogun Hua and, um, you know, a whole raft of, of great 205ers. Now we've got this kid who I think, could be anyone at featherweight. I mean, I think he'd beat the UFC champion 
the 1FC champion, uh, or I think he beat all of them. I love it. I, I, now, let's go there. I, I was going to ask that because, obviously, look, UFC has always been this this organisation that everyone has, you know, assume has the best roster, but now with 1FC and Bellator, I mean, the, we can make those arguments, right? They might have better fighters in their rosters. Um, McKee could be the best featherweight. Do, do, I think he'll beat Volkanovski. I don't think he beats Holloway. Uh, well, he, weirdly, weirdly, after the fight... Um, he was asked about that, and he said he, Max Holloway's always been a dream fight for him. Yeah. I think he would beat Holloway now. Do you? I he, yeah, I do. I, I think he's the best featherweight out there, but I don't think he'll stay at featherweight either. Mm. Um, you know, it's so no, it's it's a real opportunity for Bellator to grow a star. I mean, when someone he's also said he wants to have a boxing match, he would love to box Mayweather. I he saw said. that. Yeah, <laughs> he would love to box Mayweather. So, but the thing is, like, he's got it all. And, you know, um, I don't think a million dollars is going to change him. I don't think loads of money is going to change him. He's already got the swag. Um, he's got his dad there as, kind of, as his kind of, you know, pull-me-down recovery brick the whole time. Um, but it was just the manner in which he won on Saturday night. And it was a massive la um, live crowd for the first time. And it's an amazing venue in Inglewood. And this is a cradle of MMA around here, SoCal. You know, MMA is massive in Southern California. So it was just a great night. And, you know, Khabib Nurmagomedov was there, kind of, um, you know, giving it to the guys in uh, his Dagestani guys that went 4-0 on the night. And Mads Burnell trains with them as well. And he had a great win against Emmanuel Sanchez. So the Danish fighter, who we count as one of ours, he's mm -hmm. one of the, because Bellator has a European kind of league. And they're coming to London, they announced last week, by the way, uh, on, on October the uh, 1st. Yeah, Michael so Venom Page. Michael Venom Page against Douglas Lima. So it's all very exciting. It was great to be there. Great to be with a live crowd again. Kind of weirdly surreal, if I'm honest, Eddie. Um, but I, I'm glad I was there on the night that AJ McKee was crowned the new featherweight champion and was a new star born in MMA. All right, we've got about a minute left. You, you mentioned sort of crossover fights there, you know, uh, AJ McKee versus Floyd Mayweather. Obviously, a big crossover fight coming up is Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. But the big news coming out of the UK is that Daniel Dubois and Tommy Fury will be on the undercard of that, which surprised me just because of Frank and that deal with Top Rank or the relationship with Top Rank. And obviously, these guys are going to be fighting on Showtime. Big opportunity, though, for both, especially for Tommy, because Tommy wants the Jake Paul fight. So like, you never know. He could yeah. get it. But for Daniel Dubois as well, I think it's good that the American audience get to see him. Totally. Um, like you say, American debut for both guys. Um, brilliant for both of them. Daniel Dubois, you know, could capture the imagination in, in you know, he, I don't know where he'll be on the card, but, mm. you know, um, I expect him to really enjoy himself out there and I hope he opens up and does some interviews with the Americans and so on and you know, capitalizes I forgot on about that, that actually that, that might be interesting to see how they react to it <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you know and uh, you know and, and for Tommy Fury I'm not surprised at all because if uh, if Jake Paul has victory over Tyron Woodley and uh, Tommy Fury's victorious on the night we can see it happening I think that fight will happen anyway I really do do you, do you think Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley? Yeah. Oh, it's so painful. So do I. Like it pains me to say it, but I actually think I he's do. gonna. I think he's gonna stop. Well, only. Him. Yeah. 
That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.